Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. More than 42,000 coronavirus cases were reported yesterday in California, a record. Also, there are now more than 13,000 people hospitalized in the state because of COVID, also a record. In the Central Valley, health officials are activating a COVID surge facility in the Tulare County town of Porterville to treat patients they don't have room for at local hospitals. This after ICU bed capacity in the region hit 0% over the weekend, the lowest capacity of any part of the state. The California Report's Alex Hall has more. 0% ICU bed availability doesn't necessarily mean there are no beds. Most counties in the San Joaquin Valley still have some, although not many, beds available. In Tulare County, for instance, as of Monday, there were nine beds. But Carrie Montero with Tulare County Health and Human Services says you don't just need the beds. You need the trained nurses and physicians to staff them. We may have nine ICU beds available at a hospital, but according to the staffing levels for the next 12 hours at that hospital, they may only be able to staff three of those nines. Montero says some healthcare workers are at home sick with the coronavirus or in quarantine. Lately, the number of patients with COVID in the ICU has shifted anywhere from 30 to 50 percent. So some hospitals have made adjustments. We're seeing some hospitals um, hold some patients within an emergency department rather than transferring them into the ICU until they ultimately have to. We also have local area hospitals who are converting conference rooms into caring for patients in those areas because that's what they have available. Tulare County is expected to receive its first shipment of COVID vaccine in the next couple of days. Roughly 3,000 doses will be distributed to local hospitals and senior assisted living facilities. For the California Report, I'm Alex Hall in Fresno. With cameras rolling, five healthcare workers got their first dose of the coronavirus vaccine yesterday at Kaiser Permanente's Los Angeles Medical Center. Here's ICU nurse Kim Taylor. I'm even more excited to be a part of California's history as one of the first recipients of the COVID-19 vaccine. Also there was Governor Gavin Newsom, who called the arrival of the vaccine a light at the end of the tunnel, but cautioned COVID cases are surging to record numbers and hospitals are struggling. We received as many doses in the entire state of California as there were new cases in the state of California. Over 33,000 new cases recorded today. 
In all, California has recorded nearly 1.6 million coronavirus cases and more than 21,000 deaths. As coronavirus vaccinations begin in California, many public health experts worry that people may start letting their guard down when it comes to taking steps to protect themselves and others from the virus. One of those concerned experts is physician and epidemiologist Kirsten Bibbins-Domingo of UC San Francisco's Medical Center. We have to make sure that we don't forget that there's a, a pandemic still going on, and this is still going to be months-long effort. And right now we're in the midst of a surge, and we cannot lose uh, focus. This is an all-hands-on-deck effort to really try to turn the tide of the, the rise number of cases we have in the Bay Area and across California, and we need to do that so that we can get to the other side so the vaccines can be effective. Hmm. It sounds like you're worried about complacency that, you know, it was hard enough to get people to do simple things like wearing a mask when we didn't have a vaccine. That's going to be perhaps even harder now that one has arrived. Yeah, I think that while we have uh, tremendous hope today with the prospect of the vaccine, we also um, are facing the reality that across California, our ICUs are at capacity and cases are still rising. And we in California have never really been here, that our hospitals are really overloaded, except for very specific counties. And right now we're facing the prospect across the state. We have many, many, many parts of the state where the ICUs are full. And this is a really important time that we don't get complacent, either because we're fatigued or we think that, well, the vaccine is going to save us. The vaccine is, in fact, going to change how we live our lives. But right now, we have to keep to the things that have been working in order to get through the next several weeks to months. That's physician and epidemiologist Dr. Kirsten Bibbins-Domingo. The bad news about hospitalizations and ICU capacity comes as we have the good news of the arrival of the first shipments of a coronavirus vaccine in the state. Frontline healthcare workers are the first people getting the vaccine. After them, it's supposed to be other essential workers. But who precisely should be considered essential? Teachers and cops? Delivery drivers and port workers? How about the farm laborers who pick California's crops? The state of California, with the help of counties, is trying to figure that out right now, and they may not see eye to eye. Here's KQED health correspondent April Domboski. This summer, when many Californians went to work in their pajamas at their kitchen tables, Vicente Reyes went out to the grape fields in the Central Valley. Other Americans have been able to shelter in place at home. Uh, we still keep working, and without our work, there wouldn't be any food. California produce, meat, and dairy get shipped all over the country and the world. This is why Reyes believes agricultural workers should be next to get the coronavirus vaccine. If there would be a shortage of food, then there would be more chaos. Studies show farm workers are at high risk of contracting the coronavirus because low wages mean they often live in crowded conditions or drive to work sites in crowded trucks. Reyes says if they do get sick, they can't afford to go to the doctor. We just try to walk it out or like try to find home remedies to get better. About 50 percent of farm workers are undocumented and have been systematically left out of U.S. labor protections, like overtime and sick pay, even the Affordable Care Act. Advocates say these structural inequities are part of why Latinos are nearly three times more likely to die from COVID than white people. And another reason they should be prioritized for the vaccine. Diana Tellefson-Torres is the head of the United Farm Workers Foundation. 
definitely an opportunity to redress a lot of the equities that farm workers have experienced, not only for decades, but for centuries. The state has made clear that it's taking equity considerations like this very seriously in its vaccine plans. But then it's the counties that will have to balance equity with logistics. How do you get vaccines that need to be stored at minus 94 degrees out to rural farm workers? So we know that once you take it out of the deep freeze, it's good for five days. Kim Sarawitari is the director of public health for Riverside County. She's got a plan. So take a smaller amount, take it out to those farm working communities, administer everything we have, get more and take it out and keep going until we get everybody covered. But smaller counties with less money may find this daunting, even impractical. Eric Sergienko is the public health officer in Mariposa County. To him, it doesn't make sense to vaccinate farm workers first because the first vaccines approved by the FDA require two doses. If it were just a single shot, I think we would be able to wrangle with logistics fairly easily. But seeing as we have to find that person either 21 days or 28 days later, that adds a layer of complexity. Farm workers are mobile. They could be working or living in a different place one month later. He says the most effective strategy could be to wait. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Sergienko is using a different equation. His county has just one hospital and no ICU. If we have someone who's really sick who needs an ICU bed, they get flown or get an ambulance ride to a tertiary care facility either in Fresno or Modesto. And those hospitals are running out of beds. To him, it makes sense to vaccinate frail elderly people first because they're most likely to need this critical care. And the more people I keep out of the hospital, the better the people that are actually hospitalized will do. Sergienko says inequity cuts across ethnicity, age, and geography. He hopes the state's final vaccine plan will somehow account for this. Who needs the vaccine most in Mariposa County may be different from who needs it most in San Diego. For The California Report, I'm April Domboski. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. California Attorney General Javier Becerra has filed a petition in Sacramento Superior Court to compel Amazon to comply with subpoenas tied to an investigation into workplace safety. The Attorney General says his office has asked for key information like the number of coronavirus infections and in workers at Amazon facilities. If Amazon can next day deliver an 85-inch TV, it should be able to deliver to the Department of Justice 
the straightforward information we officially requested of them nearly four months ago. And the attorney general says the courts will decide what penalties Amazon should face if the retail giant remains uncooperative. An Amazon spokesperson issued a statement disputing the attorney general's claims and said the company is a leader in COVID-19 safety measures. Remember Proposition 22 in the November election? It was the ballot measure sponsored by ride-hailing companies that kept their drivers as freelance contract workers instead of employees. Companies like Uber warned they'd have to raise prices if Prop 22 failed and the companies had to pay for employee protections. Well, Proposition 22 passed, but Uber is raising prices anyway. KQED's Sam Harnett reports. Uber has created what it's calling a driver benefits fee. Customers will see this fee tacked onto every ride or food delivery, and it could range from $0.30 cents to $2. The fees are supposed to cover the limited protections guaranteed by Proposition 22, things like healthcare subsidies and occupational insurance. Bay Area Uber driver Steve Gregg worries that customers will resent the fee. They should have been charging customers enough. They could pay drivers well and provide benefits in the first place. Combined, Uber and Lyft gained roughly $13 billion in market valuation right after Proposition 22 passed. But still, neither company is profitable. For the California Report, I'm Sam Harnett. The state's Employment Development Department is once again facing a big backlog of unemployment claims, even after a new verification system showed initial promise. The California Report's Mary Franklin Harvin has more. In the first half of last month, the Employment Development Department, or EDD, processed more than 300,000 claims. But in the first weeks of this month, it's processed less than 60,000. Daniela Urban, with the Center for Workers' Rights in Sacramento, says this shift in the agency's backlog is a bad sign. So the fact that it is growing again means that whatever tools they implemented pursuant to the strike team report or through any other mechanisms are not working and achieving the result that they were supposed to have. Urban says she sees clients who were asked to verify their information multiple times, which she links to EDD's continuing fears of fraud. So doing double or even sometimes triple verifications of identities, and the more they revisit prior claims, the less able they are to process uh, the claims that are still waiting in the backlog. And while there are real issues attached to EDD's concerns, recent reports say up to $2 billion worth of unemployment benefits have been stolen, there are still hundreds of thousands of Californians waiting for their money. Urban says the current hiccups could have grave implications for the next wave of unemployment claims, which will start up again early next year. For the California Report, I'm Mary Franklin Harvin. So what does the EDD say? Well, we asked, but it didn't respond. And that is the California Report for Tuesday, December 15th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Have a great day, and thanks so much for listening. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, protecting your health and providing dependable care with safe in-person appointments and video visits. StanfordHealthCare.org slash Adapting Care. California Healthcare Foundation, ensuring the voices of Californians are heard in California's decisions about health care on the web at CHCF.org slash Voices. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, focused on finding exceptional people and helping them do more for others together on the web at schmidtfutures.com. 
Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.